new Premier League season is here and so is the Fantasy Premier League. Whether you are a new manager or an expert, you've got all the tips, the strategies, the disappointments and how to beat the competition. Raise yourself and enjoy the ride. Hello everyone and welcome once again to FPL Manager Script with me as always is FPO Lewis and of course we are here to give you the tips and tricks and even before we I invite Willis Lewis in I just want to um just you just came in you just came in that the Queen um her majesty um has kicked the bucket she's gone um peacefully at the Bamoral this afternoon and so our thoughts and prayers goes to the friends and family the family of course most important the friends and all every one of you who are also I'm um, sharing uh, in this in this demise of of her majesty the queen elizabeth the second our thoughts and condolence are with the royal family and everyone around the world mourn the loss of her majesty so fpl lewis um this is quite on on a sad note but once again you're welcome to fpl manager script yeah you know, as you said it's uh not the best not the best news to get today mm. um Obviously, with me living in the UK, it's shocked everybody. Um, saddened everybody as well. You know, I also send out condolences to anyone who's been affected, you know, because we've got people over here that, including me, are very fond of the Queen and the Royal Family. So thoughts go out to their family and anyone else who's, um, you know, dealing with the loss. Okay. So um, we're getting, but you are in the UK. How is the atmosphere? It just feels very sort of dull, you know. It's such a weird feeling. You know, I was saying to um, saying to my brother before that you know, it, it's such a it doesn't feel real, you know. You know, because you're used to, you know, just you know seeing her on TV on the news and stuff, and it, it just doesn't feel right. You know, the, the whole, you know, the whole country's down and mourning. You know, I think the royal family and the queen is what makes us british you know it's part of the culture you know, it makes us who we are so you know losing such a significant figure it's um it's heartbreaking of course um but then one thing that uh i think uh it's it will console all of us is the word they use in there where they say she died peacefully and uh 96 years old we knew it was it would eventually come but then we didn't know it was going to be so soon so um of course of course of course it's 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 the monarchy i mean it's it's what makes you feel what makes you feel british and so of course um after the friends and family as as you already stated from all of us at the fio managers group we um send our condolence to everyone that's been affected by uh, the demise of her royal majesty okay so now let's get into um the game we all love as we always say um, game week six has passed in between um, game week six and now we've had the UEFA Champions League so at least it's freshened up uh, we've looked at a couple of things uh, we have, we've had the Euro- European games we've a couple of things and so before we even get into game week seven what we all want to speak even though there's a little bit of uh, um, uncertainty around it how was your game week six? It was the worst game week I've had in the you know, this season and last season put together. Is it worse? Uh, it wasn't, yeah, wasn't good. Mm. Um, 32 points. 
Um, that's that's below average, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was. You know, the average I think this week was forty-five. So, I think everyone had a bad week. I saw quite a lot of the you know FPL experts on Twitter and YouTube game mid thirties and stuff. So, I just think it was a bad game week. You know, it, it was just one of them. So, it, it, yeah, it wasn't great. Thirty-two points all out. My 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 game. I had one point just above average, out for the six, uh, and I think. Um, Holland had to come in and then rescue me. So um, that's about it. I w- maybe I wouldn't say it's it's been the worst so far, but it would it would it would have a place in there. It would have a place in 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 the West um, performances, of course. Um, so moving on to game week seven. Um, over the course of the week, we for the first time we had the UEFA, um, U- I mean UEFA games. That's the Europa, the Conference League, and the Champions League being played. Match day one. Was, I mean, it's over as, as we speak now. Match the one is over. Um, we've had a couple of news Chelsea, um, second their manager, a lot of uncertainties surrounding Steven Gerald, Brendan Rogers. Um, how, how are you looking? I mean, how are you looking at? I mean, give us a, a picture of what you think game week seven will be. I, I think it'll be a high scoring week. Okay. Um, all out, you know, because some of the fixtures for the big teams look good uh, just before all of their fixtures kind of switch. Um, and I think, you know, with the sacking of Thomas Tuchel and, you know, with Aston Villa looking a bit better now, Brendan Rodgers, you know, he's not <laughs> still not looking great. Um, I think Chelsea will have a really good week. And I think Villa have got some really good, nice games. So I think they'll... Uh, They'll win quite well, quite comfortably as well. But mm-hmm. I can see week seven being quite a high-scoring week. You know, you're going to have a good few hundred pointers as well. For you know, if you've got a team good enough. Okay, so um, you you, you mean it? I mean, there's going to be a lot of goals. So, what are some of the matches that you uh, are targeting? I mean, you already have said that you've played the World Cup. So, what are some of the the matches that you're targeting? Uh, you probably know there's going to be a lot of goals and maybe your assets are really going to do. What are some of these these matches? So uh, one I've, I'm targeting on the wild card is um, Leicester versus Aston Villa. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we saw how um, Aston Villa played against Manchester City when they got onto the counter-attack. Ollie Watkins um, was just... I know he didn't score, but he looked really good on the on the counter-attack. So that's what I, I put him in. So I'm going to be targeting that one. Um, another one would be Man United and Crystal Palace. That was like that was like a good one with the form United are in. I know they just lost one 0 I think. Um, but you know, in in the Premier League, they're looking good. And the final final one I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in is Leeds and Nottingham Forest. You know, when when Leeds have got a good fixture, they've got all their attacking players and they're looking really really good. Mm. You know, from the start of the season, so that should be an exciting one. If you've got any Leeds players, you know, you, you could be in for some points. Um personally I'm also looking I'm looking I'm also looking to a few games. I'm looking at um now I'm 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 about ninety percent certain that uh, I want my third my third attacker, my third forward to be Ivan Tony. And I'm looking at Brentford Southampton. It's it's been a match that I've I've actually had a chess table around trying to know who is going to but then I'm 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 actually looking at how um Tony after getting a hat trick. As I get Netra hat trick and then trolling all of us who don't have him, we are looking. I'm also looking at how he will be able to uh, um, probably do so well. I'm also looking at um, 
leads leads against Nottingham Forest, uh, the likes of Aronson, Harrison. I'm looking at how they want to um perform. And then I have my doubts against with with the with the City Spurs game. I'm 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 having my doubts uh, with the game because when I looked at Holland over the course of uh, midweek when the match the one of the Champions League was being played, he didn't look so sharp as um, he showed in the Premier League. So I'm also looking at whether. Uh, I would have to give him the armband. With him being the team, uh, we'll talk about that one later, but um, I'm also looking at whether I'm going to give him the armband or I'm going to switch it off to some some differential player and then see what, what he gives me. So um, that's also for, for, for the features I'll be targeting. This is have, you, for a long time, have been a fan of Aronson. So I'm not, I, I, I don't want to talk about Aronson right now. I want to talk about, aside Aronson, who, um, who are the other players that you would really recommend um, for managers or probably managers should bring in their team, or if not, maybe they should um, keep an eye on them. Who are, who are some of these players? I think um, I've got three that could be looked at as a differential to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sticking with Leeds, you've got Sinistera. He scored in the last two games. He's looked really good. He's playing the sort of forward role as Rodrigo's injured. He usually plays on the, on the right wing, but he's been put in that central forward role so he's getting goals he's getting opportunities mm-hmm. um, you know you put in that lead side against um, a forest defence that isn't 100% you know majority they, they kept one clean sheet when against West Ham and uh-huh. that really shouldn't that really shouldn't have been a clean sheet I remember watching that and ho- I'm hoping to put Nico Williams in <laughs> um, he just just got a clean sheet uh, the next one's Leon Bailey as well okay. uh, like I said I've got I've got Finally. Watkins and yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I, I haven't had him yet. I thought, you know, if you if you look at um, Aston Villa's fixtures, they've got Leicester, Southampton, Leeds, and then Nottingham Forest. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you can't really complain, especially with game week seven um, against Leicester with their defence. Uh, the final one is, it has to be um, Diego Dallo at United against Palace. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, he's had a good... He had a good last game. He had a good game before that. You know, I think you need to jump on him. Um, no. Obviously, the, he didn't do much during the United game, the, the United-Arsenal game, but, you know, before that against Leicester, eight points. Before that against Southampton, 11 points. Uh-huh. I think he's definitely someone to jump on. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Um, and I, over 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 the course of the week, after after game week six, we, we had a chat, and um, one player I was really looking at this, uh, Alex McAllister, is it Alex McAllister from from Brighton? And uh, I, I was looking at my team already has Pascal Gross in there. I was thinking of bringing in Trossard, and now um, Alex McAllister comes into. So I'm kind of um, looking at uh, whether he fits. And one thing I think you drew my attention to was that he's also on set pieces as well. Mm. And Brighton has been getting the set pieces. I mean, I don't know what's about them. Then again, their manager has to leave <laughs> to fill the the, the the shoes of Thomas Tuchel. So I, I I'm also looking at what uh, what um, this Brighton side is going to be. Then again, um, finally Bailey decided to come to the party when everybody thought he was off. It's happened again in the FPL. We did it with Trent. We did it with um, um, Robertson. We did it with a few players and. We did it with Cancelo. The moment everybody decides, sometimes 
we people are for him others are not for him but at the moment we have a the community has a united front to take him off they decided to come to the party and Bailey did it um over the course of game week six i think the only player who hasn't done it yet uh, is salah and i'm thinking it probably is going to be over the weekend <laughs> so um of course Bailey came to the party um speaking of which now what are some of the players um to avoid um looking up to game week seven i'm tipping nico williams uh, with Nottingham Forest getting Sergio Rey, I'm, I'm, I'm also um, looking at who are some of the players you think should should um, managers should avoid for, at least for now. I think you've, there's quite a few. Um, I think you've you've got sort of some of your your Aston Villa players mm. just aren't performing. You've got select players in that team that are performing. You know your um your Leon Bailey's, your your Watkins, uh, Matty Cash is getting there, but I don't think there's really any standout players. If I was going to say anyone, I'd probably say probably Brighton players, mainly because if if you're going to bring them in, because we know that they're playing game week seven, uh-huh. whatever game week seven will be, whether it is on the weekend or is, you know, next weekend or the week after, they will be playing game week seven, but they've got a blank game week eight and so have Crystal Palace. Uh-huh. So if, if you've got a Brighton player in your team, even just the one, I would keep it just the one. I wouldn't bring another one in because, you know, you can have two blank players next week and you're not going to know what to do. You know, you, you can plan and say it's fine, but then when it, comes to, when it comes to game week eight and you've got two players and you've got, you know, two, two like lesser-known good players on your bench that can't really deliver, then, you know, you're in a bit of trouble. So I'd say stick away from the Brighton players. If you've already got any in, if you've got any in, keep them. If you know, if you want to bring one in, add weight. You know, they've got better fixtures coming up. Uh, okay, so so for you, um, Brighton players should be. I mean, you should be wary of Brighton players. Yeah, obviously they're on. In terms of defenders, they're and their attack it's it, it great, but I don't see the point in using a free transfer to bring in a player that has a blank game week next week. Uh-huh. You know, because some people have Louis Dunk and then say Trossard or Gross. They've got two. You don't want to triple up because then you've got three blank game week players the next week, and you're not going to want to take a hit to get rid of them if you've not got a great bench. Okay, all right. Um, um players to avoid. I'm, I'm also looking at over this week, and maybe not like you, but also like you. I've also been looking at the Fisher difficulty ratings, and and I've been watching a few highlights and everything, and. One team I don't want to touch their players, even with uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know whatever meter road is Wolves players because looking at their future, mm. they've got they've got Liverpool, they've got Manchester City, um, they've got um an away game to West Ham, and then they come, they go out, they, they'll be on the on the road twice, so they play um, um they'll be they'll be at Amford, they're going to go to um, Etihad, now they have to go to West Ham and Chelsea all on the road. And I, I, they don't look like, even though they look like um, Chelsea, this Chelsea team looks like, uh, doesn't even, it's, not, it's not even a red fixture anymore. But I still feel mm-hmm. um, with, with the coming in of a new manager, things might be different. So I'm not even touching um, their players with, 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 I mean, with the term football. So I'm also looking at Wolves, um, Wolves players, even though there's the imminent arrival of Diego Costa, uh, I, still, I still know that it's going to take him 
maybe a little while to settle into to this team, especially with um Jimenez being on the on the injury list. So now let's look at um Newcastle fixtures. I I I just can't take my eyes off Newcastle, Newcastle United fixtures. They've got an away game to West Ham, a home game to Bournemouth, they've got an away um to Fulham, and then they come and play Brentford. Do you think managers should be should be looking at at least the Newcastle United defenders? Yeah, definitely. Um me personally on my wild card, I've got Mick Pope and Kieran Trippier. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're such a solid defense. You've seen Nick Pope playing 10, 12 pointers, you know, because their defense is that solid. Mm-hmm. Teams are having to take shots from outside of the box. Not not particularly good shots, just shots to get, you know, just to test him. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if a defense is going to be that good and a team are just hitting a ball, hitting a ball in and he's saving them, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. if they're going for if they're going for punch shots and he's saving them. Mm-hmm. He's getting multiple save points, and then he gets a bonus point for making them saves. He's, he, he's got he's the best option for a keeper. Okay. I mean, what Kieran, I mean, what Kieran Trippier is like free kick galore, and he's, he plays very attacking as well. So he's definitely a good option. Mm. Um, you know, in terms of defense, it's amazing. Then you know, you've got Alexander Isak as well. Mm-hmm. Um, off that attack, he's looking good. I know he didn't score last game, but some of his stats. In terms of shots in the box and touches in the box, were outstanding. It was uh, definitely an option. No, okay, all right. So um, the the Newcastle the Newcastle assets are definitely an option. That's that's from FPL Lewis. Now um, let's let let's let's look at um, um, Mohamed Salah, right? Even though uh, I he's not out of my team yet, he might be out of my team. But then let's I want us to talk about Mohamed Salah right now. If we've watched two games, normally the Salah we know excels in one game and then it transcends to another. Now, this is six game weeks and he's been playing every single one of them. I watched him, I I, I watched the, the game in Naples. I know Liverpool haven't been winning in Naples, of course. I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer to even ask them to go there and get a play and win. But then the overall performance... Is it the seller we have to hold or the seller uh, that the community needs to come to a realization that, look, it's about time we took him off at least to ease him of the pressure. When he comes back, we can navigate our way through and get him back. Yeah. Um, before the Napoli game, mm-hmm. I, admit, I, was, I sat down to watch that game, obviously as a fan, but then also as sort of FPL research, if that makes sense. I sat down to watch how they're playing and if it's worth keeping him in mm-hmm. I think obviously we know Napoli was a, is a good team great team um, Salah just didn't look with it at all I think he had one run into the box one key run into the box anyway and we managed one shot in the box but other than that he's not doing he's not doing anything I know all the weeks I've been on this podcast I've said keep him keep him keep him but at the minute and after some tinkering with my wildcard today he's not in there Okay. <laughs> I've, I've taken her out just, you know, I've captained her every week and I've regretted it every single week because Harlan's again hat trick after hat trick. I've tried to stick with him, but he's just not, he's not doing much. And I know, I know I've just said that he'll come back and score two of the weekend, but, you know, we move on. But, <laughs> um, he's, he's definitely going to score now, I've said all that. But no, I think if you're going to have a Liverpool player, it would be Trent Alexander Arnold. 
even if it's just a one for a clean sheet point or an assist as well. Mm. In, in terms of defending, he he didn't look amazing. But I think most of that was because of Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez didn't look good either. But against a Wolves side that can, can't really score goals, they scored, what is it, I think it's three goals all season. Mm-hmm. And the way Trump plays in attack, he's, he's the one over Salah. I'd say if you're going to get rid of Salah, do it. If you're going to keep one, keep Trent. But yeah, I, I, I think it's time to let Salah go. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, speaking of keeping Trent, uh, with the game, with the game week six, it was just a couple of seconds and Trent could have qualified for uh, uh, a clean sheet bonus and was taken off. What is happening? Like, I don't know. Do you still think um, managers have to keep Trent looking at now if they've been qualifying for the bonus, the, the I mean, clean bonus? Is it is it a one off thing? Because it was it was a big debate in the community looking at even Trent doesn't even qualify for a bonus today. And amazingly, when he wasn't qualifying on the other side of the pitch, Robertson was now coming in. So obviously, he also didn't qualify for the point. Uh, what what's happening? Is it is it a new style of um, maybe Klopp's uh, own rowlet, or you think it's it's just a one of ten and managers should just go blind blind on it and then move on? Yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. You know, with the first game in Europe coming, I'm pretty sure he would have just wanted to take them off because they did play the whole game mm-hmm. um, against Napoli. So it could have been because of that. Um, I wouldn't read too much into it. I, you know, I don't think Jurgen Kopp plays fantasy football. I don't think he's looking on the pitch for the 60 minutes. <laughs> um, it would be great if he did, but he, he, he's not. He's he's trying to do his job, and it it, it was close. That they, they they did play an hour. It was like 59 minutes something. So they just missed out on the, the clean sheet points. I wouldn't put too much into it because I do. I, I think Klopp wanted to win that game. And, mm-hmm. You know, he took him off for. He definitely wanted to win that game, and we look and we look better after those substitutions. But you know, I, I wouldn't speak too much into it. I would, you know, if you put Robertson or Trent or you know Van Dyke, I'd say for anyone like that, I'd keep mm. them for balls, see how they do. Then if it's another bad performance, get rid. No, oh, okay, okay, all right. Now let's get into something that we haven't really discussed on this podcast not so many times is the goalkeeping delight now we prior to prior to game week seven one goalkeeper who had improved or has uh, shown me glimpses of um getting point has to do with the wolves um, goalkeeper um sir now wolves mm-hmm. face out of their next four games defeats three red fixtures that's Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea. In between they've got Fulham, I think Fulham or some other team in there. Some mid 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 um mid I don't know mid 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 plays team in there. Um now looking at um we talked about um Nick Pope and Pope the Pope we all know from Burnley has been doing this um this saves but this time around he's he's making saves against um Play, uh, players with uh, a low a low SG. I mean, he's giving you four, five, six, sometimes. Um, I mean, an average of four saves. Is is it is it time we move from Ramsdale? Looking at now, he's he's conceding he's conceding three goals. I mean, he's probably not going to meet Man- uh, this Manchester United side every every week, every every week in week in week out. But then, is, is it time managers decided to to at least give? 
Ramsdale a break and switch up to Nick Pope. Yeah, for sure. Personally, that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'd, um, I'd, I did have Ramsdale. I don't think it needs that much it needs that much convincing to be honest. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think it needs that much convincing. Um, you know, he's he's got West Ham, he's got um, Bournemouth, then Fulham, then Newcastle, oh, no, then then Brentford. Sorry, then he has United, but I still think he can he can do well. Oh, okay, all right. So you you are tipping Pope to do well, and he's 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 the goalkeeper with the most points. That's sixty-six points out there, and he's owned by um, I mean, eleven point five, just eleven point five, eleven point five percent of managers, and maybe. Um, he's going to get us. He's going to get us the point. Now let's move on to our uh, our formation. How our teams will be formed. Uh, now, do you think looking at now we are six games 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 into the season, thirty two more games to go. Um, do you think the strategy has to change? Should, should managers be looking at big up top or big in defense? And one thing I one thing I realized over the course of um, game week six was that. Most, if not uh, a majority, but most of um, managers were were looking at um, the eight six point from defenders. So you saw so many managers playing five at the back, and 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 the rest. And then uh, we had a shocker: Tony getting a hat trick, Mitrovic on on target, Halad scored, Kane scored, and a host of other strikers scored. So is it about a time we looked at big at the back or big up front? I think. Um... There's a sort of mix, I think. I think you, you can go bigish at the back and then big up top. Um, and I have a sort of mid range midfield kind of price. Mm. Obviously, what I'm saying will make more sense when we go over teams later in the podcast. But yeah, I think you, you kind of now with the kind of players that people are wanting and, people, and the players that are performing well, you can afford to go quite big at the back and then big up top as well. Uh-huh. Like I said, when we go through teams like that, that makes sense exactly for my my draft wildcard team that I've got at the minute. No, okay, all right. Um, so I'm I'm also thinking like along the lines of big upfront, looking at um now it's 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 looking more likely as if Haaland is probably going to go on and score every every game week so with game week thirty eight. He's probably going to end the season with about sixty goals. But I know I know uh I know the 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 um I mean. What Salah did is 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 in tra- is in, is under tra- is an under attack, but I know maybe even if he doesn't do it, this is he's definitely gonna do it before he leaves the league. But then um the other strikers in there, your your Kings, your Tonys, um, your Mitrovic, your Isaac Alonso players, even um even the likes of um uh, um if if you if you if you watch the game Everton against um Liverpool, you knew you saw uh, the player you don't like, the player, the player you don't like in coming in there, and then uh, he wasn't bad. I, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't really bad. So I, I, I was thinking, why don't I also um, get in there and see and see what happens? So in my next game week, I'm, I'm looking at um, at least playing three, three strikers and see what happens. See what happens. It's mm. um, yeah, see what happens. So. Um, but it's not really casting stone for everyone. If you look at your team and you feel um, you can play, you can go big up top. You can, and for those of you on the wild card, it will be a, a headache for you 
not knowing what to do because you, you don't know what will happen. This season has been, a, there are so many uncertainties in the air. You don't know what will happen the next minute. So um, I think you need to just experiment with your team, look at the players you have. And um, one thing that will guide you is the FDL, that's a difficulty ratings. It's, it, should, it should go a long way to, to, to help you. Um, so now let's um let's let's come in switch switch it up a little bit and and, and speak about and um, we've talked about players to 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 look out for. So you are you are on a wild card now. What's 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 influencing that decision? I think uh, I wasn't originally going to, but then I had a look at the next two three weeks for my team. Mm-hmm. My, you know the team that I had. It's just it was it wasn't great. If that makes sense, it wasn't. I would have had to wild card in week nine anyway, so I might as well get ahead of the curve, do it now. Yeah. You know, you wait till week nine and everyone's doing it, but if you do it now, then, you know, you've got players that are really, really in form, playing easy, easy teams, like I said before, Sinistera against Forest at home. You've got Watkins at Leicester. Um, you know, you've got Chelsea with Fulham. You know, we know Newcastle are just. Amazing at the back, so you know you need Castle goalkeeper and your defenders. That kind of it's te- I think that's the only thing that influenced me. And just uh, I wanted to be a bit creative, so I thought, why not? Mm, no, okay, all right. Um, I think I think I'll I'll be if not in the next game week. I'm looking at game week eight. Game week eight. Um, probably yeah. trying my my wild card. I know unlimited transfers are going to come in very soon, and so um, I'm, I will experience. I, I want I want to see how your world card goes, <laughs> Cecil. I want to see how your world card goes, and then I'll decide whether to go for game week eight or game week nine. And I know it's going to I know it's going to go great for you. Now that you finally decided to give Salah a break, I know definitely it's going to go well for you. So um, I think one of the um, debates in here is gone wild. It's between two forwards right now. Now we know Haaland has to be in a team. And now after this question, I'll ask you a question. Question that has been making rounds on the um the TL. But then two forwards is Ivan Tony, owned by 19.5% of managers, Mitrovic, owned by 25.2% of managers. If you look at their next six games, Tony's got Southampton, Arsenal at home. Bournemouth away, Newcastle away, Brighton and Hove have been at home, and then Chelsea at home. Mitrovic has got Chelsea at home, Nottingham Forest away, Newcastle at home, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home, and Aston Villa at home. Of these two strikers, considering the, the, the kind of form they are in right now, who would you go for your third forward? I think, personally, I, I'm a I'm the kind of manager that only looks, you know, in three, four weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because after a while, because you want to keep a team for a certain amount of time, but then you are going to, going to want to make transfers. And, you know, if you look over the next three weeks, Tony's got Southampton, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Mitrovic's got Chelsea, Forest, then Newcastle. I think, personally, I would go for Tony for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. But then after that, switch to Mitrovic. Um, I think main if if you're looking at sort of other transfers in that time as well, if you go for Tony now at seven point two million, and then you switch to Mitrovic at six point eight, you're gonna have a bit of money to then maybe make another transfer. Um, if you need it, I'm not saying you do. Oh, you know what? Go for both. <laughs> it's one of them. 
is what I go for both, go for both. But um, yeah, I think they're both great options. But then I feel like every striker's in form at the minute. I don't know if it's just me, but every striker's in good form. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's my um, my opinion. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I think I think I share I share I share in that I think I was about to see this. If it's six game weeks, why don't go three three for this? Three for the other. Um, the question I wanted to ask you is that now, should Ellen Haaland be in every manager's side? Now, if you look at his ownership, it's getting higher every single second, not minute, second. So, do you think it's about time he became the player in every single manager's team? Playing answer, yes. Okay. Or I'll give a bit of a, a caveat on that. Um, Obviously, he's got Spurs, then Wolves, then United, then Southampton. They're all good games. Okay. I can see him score. I can see him potentially scoring in all of that. Maybe I don't think he'll get you know two or three. I think he'll definitely get one against Spurs. Um, definitely against Wolves. United with how their defense is, maybe one. Mm-hmm. Southampton, he. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets another hat trick. To be honest, but then he's got Liverpool and then Arsenal. I think. He's definitely worth having, but you know you've got to watch them fixtures because I've seen a lot of people say you've got a captain every week. Now I don't think that's true. Yeah, like I was saying, you've, it's all about reading the fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, loads of players have got great fixtures. If say if you put in Mitrovic in there with him, I think in some of the games in the next five or six weeks, Mitrovic could score more than Haaland gold wise. Okay. Who he's got with who he's playing, you know, we get to game week 11. Fulham have got Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, then Everton. Mm-hmm. That is just a it's going to be like a playground for, for Mitrovic with the form he's in. So okay. it, it's definitely worth checking your captaincy, but in all, you need Harland in the team. Uh, oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, 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 we talked about um, Son, I think, in, in, in episode, episode um, two, we talked about now. It's, it's, it's a record. No player has ever had more shots than human son 17 without scoring. Mm. Do you think it's about time we, 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 I mean, managers, those who have him, moved away from him, like what we're doing with Salah? Or you still think he's going to come to the party sooner or later? I think, I think if you've still got him, why? You should have got you. I think you should have got rid of him. <laughs> I think you should have gotten rid of him three weeks ago. Um, I think Sons were on players. He he can have a good season, then a bad season, then a good season, then a bad. Um, this season just is quite a season. Um, and I think I think you should take a different approach than what you would with Salah. Um, you know, because Salah is just Mo Salah. He's he's another player that he, you'll say, "Oh, I'm getting rid. I'm getting rid." But then. You'll keep him in for another week, and that becomes two weeks and three weeks. Son's just not looked on it at all. Son's had a good few chances, but Son has not looked on it at all. Mm. Um, so he's, he's definitely worth getting rid of. But you know, if you dare in keeping, um, it might be another one of them situations where I say he's not going to do anything, then he does again. But we'll see. No, okay, all right. Um, is it can we say the the, the whole comparison or the whole debate between Haaland, Kane, and Nunez is over now. Haaland has 67 overall points. Kane has 40, no bad. Nunez, 
the listener about him the better. Do you think the debate has officially ended and maybe Holland is far off? Yeah, it's, it's, it, I think the debate in terms of who the best captaincy is, mm-hmm. is it is done. So it's got to be Haaland, but Haaland wins in every every aspect, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got the lowest touches per goal mm-hmm. all season, including last season as well. He wasn't even in the league then. He was in for us last season. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd definitely put him in. Nunes is out of the question. Kane could still be in the running. You know, he's mm-hmm. only... Okay, I know it's now. Yeah, I know it's 27 points, but behind him, but he... It was being just as consistent. Mm, okay, all right. With 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 seventy eight point seven percent of managers owning Holland and just sixteen point five. Wow, um, um, owning owning Kane in there, and now Holland's price is officially twelve point zero. Wow, twelve million. He was he was eleven point five a few weeks ago, and now he's twelve million. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, so um. I think it's very soon we'll be getting into our, our, our captaincy, captaincy, and then uh, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll be talking about them. But then um, three, three, three players that came through um, as differentials for, for the official FPL app was Ole Watkins, Brennan Johnson. Ole Watkins at a 7.3, Brennan Johnson at 5.9, and Shea Adams at 6.4. Ole Watkins has 24 points. Brennan has 21 and Adams has 20 points. Who do you think? Um, I mean, would be a differential looking to game, I mean, going into game week seven? Probably Ollie Watkins, to be honest. Mm, um, okay. You know, Villa look great against City, especially on the counter-attack because their counter-attack is so fast, so quick that they're all the pitch before the defenders can get back there. So I think if you're going to pick anyone, it, it has to be Watkins for me, you know. Trey Adams isn't all there, I don't think. You know, we saw a header that ended up on his arm um, last week. But, um, you know, Ollie Watkins looked good. He deserved a goal. Um, he got into great positions against any other team, you know, that didn't have Edison in goal. He would have scored, at least. Um, so I definitely I definitely think he's, he's an option for this week. Oh, okay. um, you know, even the next three weeks, Leicester, Southampton and Leeds, he's definitely an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, quick, let's let's move on to the um. I mean, the question of the weekend. The question of the week is looking at Chelsea's new managership. I mean, new leadership. Do you think it's essential to invest in Chelsea assets? Looking at today, Mendy has dropped from five from five point zero to four point nine. Do you think it's about time people invested in Chelsea assets? That's one question. And the second question is, is is doubling up on defense? Still a good option today in FPL. The first question is yes. You, know, you can definitely look at Chelsea options. Hmm. Maybe not your more centre backs. Maybe you know, obviously you reach James, Kukureas, Chilwells, and now especially with Graham Potter coming in, definitely look at Chelsea assets. You know, because Kukureas played under him. Hmm. He loves a win. He, you know. His wing backs are basically wingers. They're not even wing backs. He plays three at the back and then puts them in midfield. He's de- they're definitely options. And if they're going double at the back, yes, but only for certain teams. Um, I think one team that we can look at, like we said before, is Newcastle. Newcastle double up or a Man City double up. They're the 
that's the simplest way to put it. They're the only teams that I'd go for. Okay, all right. That's 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 interesting. Um, I want us to quickly um just talk about some few players that came into the league. Anthony, Anthony um against Arsenal, and then finally Gabriel Jesus has dropped in price from eight point two to eight point one. Uh, is it an is it the end of an era for him? Looking at his entire gameplay against my United in game week six. And let's talk about Anthony for a while and probably let's let's start talking about our, our teams and captaincy decisions. Yeah, I think in terms of Jesus, like you were saying, I don't think it's an end for the whole season. You know, you, you see it every year with a certain player that everyone's got. They'll have mm. them for a little while. They'll play well with the good fixtures and you get rid of them for the bad. Mm. Then you get them back for the good. It, it's just, it's FPL rotation for you. Um in terms of Anthony, there's not much I can say. He played well. The only thing is he's very reliant on that, that left foot. Not really got much on the right foot, so you've got to keep an eye on that. Mm. When the fixtures get when the fixtures get a bit easier, definitely an option. Okay. Maybe. If if you don't want, you know, the Rashford or um Sancho. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um okay. So now let's talk about our teams and I want to talk about my team. I want to start my team, and I've got Ramsdale in goal against Everton. Um, I've got Cancelo, Trippier, and James. I've got um for now. I've got Salah, Manelli, Harrison, Pascal, Gross, Luis Diaz, Haaland, and Jesus in my team yeah. right now. And uh, I don't know. I haven't touched my team. Um, for I've, I mean, right after game week six, I've been planning to do it. I've set a, a deadline for it, but I haven't touched it yet. I know definitely Salah is going to leave for uh, a, a lesser option in Bernardo. If Bernardo gives me the same point, Salah does. That's fine because I don't, I don't, I don't see why I should have thirteen million sitting there and 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 not not even giving me an assist. So that's that's about my team. So let's talk about your team. Yeah, obviously, it's not one hundred percent yet. Um. I'm pretty sure everyone's had one of these weeks where their last transfer will be at, you know, five minutes before the deadline. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be me finishing this wild card. Um, so at the minute, I'll just go through my my eleven. So I've got Nick Pope in goal. I've got Cancelo, Trippier, James, Trent Alexander Arnold. I've got Zaha, but he will be coming out. I'm not sure who for yet. Um, Martinelli, Sinistera, Kane, Watkins, and Haaland. Um, you know, quick bench players, uh, Ward, Bailey, Dallow, and Andreas Pereira at Fulham. But yeah, it's not completely done. I think mm. nine of the 11 are, you know, staying in the team. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. So, quickly, let's talk about our captains and who who has the armband for you heading into game week seven? Who's leading your team? Sinistera. Mm, wow. Um, wow. You know, he's. He's going for a good purple patch at the minute of form. Scored in the last two. You know, in the last game, even though they lost five two, he got a goal. Then in the one before that, he got he got another goal and three bonus points. And then that was in a one all draw. So against the Nottingham Forest, Leeds are gonna run rampant. And mm. you know, he's a very I think he highlights differential. Like the word differential, that's him as a captain. Mm. I'll be very, okay. very surprised. Um, if anyone else captains it, but I'm, I, it, it's really because I've got no one else. 
you know, Haaland against Tottenham, Kane against City. There's not really anywhere else I can think of because they're not sure to get goals. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see how this captaincy decision turns out. I, I really love to see how this captaincy decision And I know a lot of a lot of our listeners also like to see how this captaincy decision turns out. I'm going into going into um game week seven. I'm looking at two players. I'm looking at Cancelo and then I'm looking at Haaland, of course. And so um it would go, it would go down, down to probably the last few seconds head into the deadline to, to to make the decision. But definitely a Man City player would have it. Or if a Man City player doesn't have it, maybe Nick Pope gets it. And uh, I, I would like to see him getting uh, maybe some eight or nine saves in the game. Not, and then still not concede, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So um Lewis, I want I want to I want I want us to talk about um today you know I don't want to talk about Liverpool because we've talking about Liverpool for a while. I feel like even when we talk about them, this is when they they, they, they they do their very best to disappoint me. So I don't want to talk about Liverpool. I want to talk about Chelsea. Uh, yeah. looking at um how um, their manager was sacked. And it's it's one sack you you barely see any Chelsea um supporter, at least on social media, um trying to support the decision. Um, do you think it's it's going to destabilize the team, or you think it's 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 a good omen for them? I, I think it's good, completely opposite. I think they're going to get even better. Okay, you know, um, Graham Potter's a great defensive manager. He gives a lot of freedom to his team. You know, as in talking about Brighton, um, play very free flowing football. Um, there's no set position. He sort of gives them an overview and then lets them play the game. So if you implement that Chelsea with the likes of you know James Chilwell, um, Sterling, Aubameyang, you know if all of them are sort of given the premise to go out and play football, mm. it could be a, you know it could be a, a great success. And obviously, all his teams have been very tight. You know, and he, he and that's with players that are considered to be world class in this Chelsea team. He is he's going to have minimum six world class players. To manage, mm-hmm. I can see them doing really well. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, I, I mean, I've been having my doubts. I've been, I've been looking at. Look up, up until um, Graham Potter was was actually in the in in the news to to be one of the targets. I hadn't really. I know they've been having some good good wins. I, I the notable one is Chelsea against um, Brighton. This same Chelsea against Brighton, where um, Kukurela had an assist at that game. Literally took me to the top of my FPL team, so I remember that game very well. But I haven't really watched him. He he won against my my, my United, and um, I'm 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 hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best. I I really can't stick my neck out and see whether it's going to be a good one. Uh, maybe after game week seven, we I can I can have a voice and then, <laughs> of course, I'm um, talk about uh, how it's going to end. But then I believe that for to all the Chelsea fans listening to us, and who and who, and who love listening to us, I know there are a few. Who wants to like to listen to this this podcast? Um, all the best, all the best in there, and especially to your Chelsea assets. <laughs> Probably your your harvest, your 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 Stellings gets you the goal that um, gets this podcast talking. So then again, um, Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. As usual, um, it's 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 been a pleasure having you. Yeah, it's, uh, I always look forward to being on. <laughs>